a wealthy aunt who lived in Chesterfield. Iris lived in a vast, modern house perched on the edge of a hill. She was a pleasant person and honest about the fact she had inherited all her money from her father. What she wasn't so keen to share was that her father had made his money from asbestos. Chesterfield is a town that relied on old industry and manufacturing. The coal mines have all gone and manufacturing has shrunk. It's a town like so many in the UK. I've passed through Chesterfield many times on the train. What catches my eye is the famous twisted crooked spire of the church. When I think of Iris, I think of that spire, but also one other thing. She was very proud to have been one of the first owners of a colour television set in the country. This must have been 1967. And the one thing she wouldn't stop talking about into her old age was the Apollo 8 mission. It was Apollo 11 that landed on the moon in 1969. Apollo 8 was launched in December 1968. And Iris remembered the live pictures, the Christmas transmissions, which were, at the time, the most watched television broadcast ever. She kept photos of the astronauts in the piano stool of her Bluthner baby grand, tucked inside Chopin's Nocturnes, Borman, Lovell, Anders. At the time of writing this, in 2019, all three are still alive. These astronauts were the first to leave Earth's orbit. Anders' photograph of Earthrise, taken from the spacecraft as it circled the moon, is one of the most iconic photos of all time. Some say it propelled us into thinking of how small the Earth is, our blue planet floating alone in the emptiness of space. The photo became an image the Green Movement would capitalise on. You can't have a Green Movement in black and white. was an astonishing and hugely successful mission, unlike the later Apollo 13, which Lovell would command. There were a couple of minor negatives. The command module capsized on splashdown, at which point Borman threw up, and later an irate atheist attempted to sue NASA to prevent astronauts in any future venture from quoting passages from the Bible. As they orbited the moon that Christmas in 1968, the crew had read from Genesis. The twisted, crooked spire, that medieval desire to connect with the heavens, it could be a beautiful symbol of the moon missions. The missions were ambitious, still capture the imaginations of successive generations, but the spire twists and leans. Apollo, god of sun and light, is often depicted holding a golden bow. His arrows aren't aimed at the heavens, but at his enemies. His arrows bring plague and death. Some believe the twist in the spire was the result of plague, that after the Black Death there was a dearth of skilled craftsmen. Maybe some significant knowledge of building techniques was lost. Now it's suggested that it's the sun that causes the spire to lean. The lead on the south side expands at a greater rate than on the north. 
but the crooked spire still stands, and no one can dispute the success of the Apollo project, even if, by the time of the last mission, Apollo 17, the public had lost interest. But that photo remains fixed in our collective memory. The image of our blue planet, alone in space. A precious stone, our only home, a pixel of color in a monochrome universe.